Welcome, everybody, to today's edition of the Red Zone Report right here on the Built-In Buffalo YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, this show was brought to you by PLB Sports and Entertainment, the makers of Josh's Jacks, Josh's Coffee, and Stefan Diggs's line of hot sauces. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today is another glorious Sunday where our Buffalo Bills did exactly what they're supposed to do and taking out another division rival in the New York Jets who previously beat us this year. Next week is the Dolphins. We'll get to that. But right now, we're focusing on this game we had against the New York Jets, which everything in the beginning seemed to go kind of meh. You know, Josh wasn't able to complete passes. It was really wet, wet and rainy and cold. And the guys had a hard time catching the ball. Uh, you know, there was a couple of throws where it looked like the ball might have slipped out of Josh's hands. Same thing with Mike White and the Jets. You know, they uh, he had made some, some pinpoint throws that looked like they should have been caught, but they were dropped. And, you know, it, it really boiled down to who could make it work going, you know, into the game and going deep into the game. And clearly for us, that was our Buffalo Bills. Now, these Bills are not in here to play any games. As you can see, we are going to be division champions yet again this year. Uh, if you ask me, we should win out and it shouldn't be a problem. But, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Point being, Buffalo Bills win this Sunday. And as long as we keep winning, we stay on top of the AFC. Not just the AFC East, the AFC. Let's go. Now, I got some comments already. Jim Graham up in here is talking about let's go, Buffalo. You're damn right, Jim. Welcome to the show. Happy Victory Sunday from Kim Boomhauer. Let's go. <laughs> it wasn't pretty, but we got it done. Hey, man, they can't all be pretty. You know what? You know, you got to enjoy some rainy days in order to, you know, appreciate the sunshine. You know, they, they can't all be blowouts. Uh, and, you know, it'd be boring if they were all blowouts. Plus, the Jets' defense is legit. They got, like, the number four defense in the NFL. You know, I can't hate on the Jets. Uh, I've, I've been saying it for a while. The Jets are going to be our competition going forward, most likely, even better than the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense isn't that good. And, yeah, I don't see them doing to us what the Jets just did to us. Uh, on defense, holding Josh to one touchdown through the air, one on the ground, and two field goals. I don't see the Dolphins doing that. I, th I think that being in Buffalo in the cold, instead of being out there having heat cramps and heat strokes, the Bills are going to be fine next week. So as long as we're not you know, super injured, which it didn't look like we suff suffered any injuries, the Jets suffered a few. But good luck to the Jets going forward. You know, they're, they're one of the teams in the division that I dislike the least. Not really. I, I hate them all the same. Uh <laughs> Just being real, they can all kiss it. Uh, Jets fans are the worst. Uh, first thing I saw on Facebook today was the refs are cheating for the Bills. Like, come on, man, come on, man. Dirty hits. No, those hits were clean, and we're gonna look over those hits too. The hits uh, on Mike White. We are gonna actually look uh, look at those. Hello from Brazil, Rodrigo Mendes. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, fun fact, Mr. Rodrigo. My last name is Maneiro, which is actually Portuguese, and you you know that because you're from Brazil. Uh, and in Brazil is actually used more as, as an exclamation than it is a uh, a word. So I say, oh, that's cool, which I didn't know until I met a Brazilian, but that's cool. I'm Brazilian cool. Here we go. Uh, we got the W, but our offense really struggled. Seems like the Jets receivers were able to catch the ball better. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I'd say that the Jets got more open. I think that the receivers are overall more talented outside of Stefan Diggs, Garrett Wilson is a first round prop. You know, he's a problem. He's a prospect that came into this NFL and he's, he's there to cause havoc. He's there to make uh, defenders, uh, you know, crap their pants. And, you know, he's, he's getting on his way to that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, more they have over there and Davis uh, they have over there. 
those guys are all, you know, first and second round picks. Not not to mention Mims, who's a third round pick. He's finally seeing some action. You know, the, the Bills saw an offense that weapons-wise was more equipped than ours. Also, we had Dane Jackson out there in the first half kind of, you know, stinking up the joint a little bit or, or maybe the third quarter. And I was upset. You know, I, I was in our group chat and I was like, why is Dane Jackson on my freaking field? It's like he then, you know, picked it up later in the game and, and was able to get himself going. But he had it rough early. He did have it rough early. But, man, oh, man, I mean, we can go over the stats a little bit. Mike White, you know, 27 of 44 for 268. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He got sacked three times for 30 yards. Woo. Oof, and two of those were, well, one of those sacks was a bad one. It was rough. Uh, the last sack was was pretty rough, too. And the first time he got injured, because he came back twice from injury. Uh, he went out twice and came back twice. Mike White has got a pair on him. No, look, take nothing away from the Jets. They went out there and they battled like warriors. I give them that. Now, Flacco had to go out there and, and sling a little bit. He got sacked, too. And I believe it was Epinesa who got the sack on him. But... It's neither here nor there. The, the Bills went out there. The defensive line manhandled the Jets. Uh, you know, the, the Jets' defensive line, they, they they did their thing against us, too. Josh got sacked three times, so they sacked us three times, and we sacked them four. Both of these defenses are top five, top ten defenses. There's there's no way around that. They, they both have good defensive lines. And, look, without Von Miller, we got four sacks. What is that about? You know, everybody was like, Von Miller's gone. And, uh, you know, the sacks are going to go down. They actually went up this week, which is, you know, a pleasant surprise. But when you have Tredavious White back in the secondary, taking away receivers and making the quarterback have to think more about what they're doing, you know, that that's kind of going to go in the favor of the defensive line. That means that they, they, the corners are going to have to cover a little longer, sure, but they're more capable. And that means the defensive line is going to have a little more time to get to the quarterback. So it was a lovely thing to see. Cynthia Thompson, I love my Bills. Look, I love my Buffalo Bills, too. See, our O-line was the problem, not enough time for Josh. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily that they're the problem. The Jets' defensive line is stacked like ours is. right? They have a, a, a defensive tackle they drafted the same year as Ed Oliver, third overall, I believe it was, in Quinn and Williams. Uh, I, I think Romo said something about he was really smart. Uh, I'm sorry, but a man that sneezes, blesses himself, and then thanks himself within seven seconds is not that smart. No offense. But – our O-line wasn't a problem. Their defensive line is just dominant, and they've been doing it to everybody. It, that just is what it is. you know. And, and our receivers, you know, they had some drops. You know, it's a problem. McKenzie had a couple. Uh, Davis had one or two. Uh, you know, he had a hard time finding digs because they were definitely blanketing him. Uh, you know, there was some penalties that they found out that they could exploit in number 30. I forget who he is for the Jets. I forget his name. But number 30, uh, he got caught up on a couple of penalties that showed that the Bills, you know, we're ready to go out there and battle. The Bills were ready to go out there and fight for this game. And, you know, he, he had a uh, holding against Khalil Shakir, and then he had a pass interference that he, he – or it might have been the other way around, but he had a pass interference and a holding against Khalil Shakir and Isaiah McKenzie. And, you know, the, the Bills came out there and did what they had to do. When the game plan changed for the Jets after the first half and then they uh, went out there and scored a touchdown, what did the Bills do? The Bills responded, and they altered their plan to then – you know, stop the Jets offense. The Bills offense kept rolling. The Bills offense put up another touchdown. Bills offense went out there, scored two field goals, put up 20 points. And, you know, it was it was a really good game, I believe, by the Bills. Uh, 20 to 12. I, I have no complaints. 
I have no complaints. Wait, did the Jets put up a touchdown? Yeah, they did. They ran one in. Knight ran one in. Okay, I was, I was like, it's 12 to – but I think they went for two at one point. Or they missed an extra point. I don't remember what happened. But I was, like, all over the place during the game. But I definitely watched 99% of it. But, man, this, this, was, a, this was a very good game. It's an individual in in-division game. It was supposed to be hard. It was hard, but we still won by eight points. There's another game. There's another game where we won by eight points or less. So another close game. The Jets scored kind of in garbage time. It should have been, you know, 20 to nine, but it's neither here nor there. The Bills are in this to win this, so let's let's go. See, Mike White was taken to the hospital praying for him. He's a ball player. Lou, Mike White earned respect today, right? I hate the Jets, right? But I don't hate any individual player. May he be okay. May he be healthy. He's probably got broken ribs. The way he got hit today was rough. And we'll, we'll show those videos in a second. I clipped it. See, Dawkins was horrible. Three holding penalties effective. So Dawkins was both good and terrible today. He had three holding penalties, like you're saying here. But he had some monster blocks. That that touchdown where Josh takes it in, the block he put in the backfield when pulling was nasty. He was mean out there today. And, you know, maybe he was too too aggressive. And during certain plays, like a run play, it benefited him. And against, you know, a passing play, not so much. But, man, dude was balling out. Dude was – Deion Dawkins – I can forgive a couple of missteps if you make up for it. And he he did. When Josh was taking that ball into the end zone, running it, he went in there untouched, mainly because Dion wrecked someone's shit. Just just annihilated him. So heck yeah. So you wouldn't be surprised if White has some cracked ribs. I'm I'm willing to bet that they're broken. Um and man, DM3 was saying that uh his uh, mother-in-law was watching the game with him and she's a nurse. And she said the way he was breathing quick like that. Could mean a punctured lung. I hope not. I hope it's just cracked ribs or, or, you know, a broken rib, you know, because I think that that's wishful thinking is like a broken rib. He's probably got broken ribs. And I hope that, I hope that, you know, he's okay. Uh, that's part of the game. Luckily, the hoods were clean, so we didn't get penalized for it. But you don't want to see a player down like that. That's rough. That, that's a tough thing to say. That's someone's mom or, excuse me, that's someone's dad, maybe someday. I don't know if he's got kids yet, but, you know, someone's brother, son, nephew, grandson, you know, that, that's someone's family member. And, you know, prayers out to Mike White. Hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, my man, Bart Upcher says, I love the Milano hit. I love I loved how hard Milano hit him. Dude, Ed Oliver wrecked him first. And I don't care, how, you know, how hard Milano appeared to hit him. Ed Oliver's hit with that much more mass, man, oh, man. And our defense was eating. Ed Oliver causing havoc up the middle. Daquan Jones with tackles for losses. Shaq Lawson had a sack. Epinesa had a sack. Milano uh, with that hit uh, was I don't know I don't remember if that was a sack or not, but it was, it was nasty. Like the, the the whole defense stepped in. Milano with the, the fumble recovery that Demar Hamlin forced. Demar Hamlin with the peanut punch, wham! Knocked that ball right out of his hands. I think it was uh, Michael Carter who was running that ball. Thirty-two. Who, who was running the ball? Let me, I got I got the stats up here. I don't know why I'm not looking at them. Uh, yeah, Michael Carter is the one who coughed it up. Pretty sure it wasn't Bam Knight, but man, oh man, this game was a hit fest. The Jets were hitting too. Don't get it twisted. We had Josh Allen out there break dancing on someone's back, like John Elway in the Super Bowl. Like it was, 
<laughs> it was a sight to behold. So uh, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and take a look at those uh, those hits real quick because uh, they were nasty. We'll look at them consecutively and kind of go over them. Let me go down. And the first hit on him was by Ed Oliver, and it was brutal. Let me go ahead and pull this comment off the screen real quick. Bart Upchurch says, true, and Jim Graham says, our defense front was mean and nasty. That's the way we need moving forward. Absolutely. They only had one real hookup, and that's when uh, Knight walked into the end zone. And I'm not sure if that's on the line or on the linebackers, but you know what? It doesn't matter. You're, you're a team, so you got to take you got to do this together. But here goes Ed Oliver's hit on Mike White. I, mean, I still got this thing up. One more, one more. Defense came up huge today. As for our offense, the Jets are arguably the toughest defense they will see till the postseason. It's correct. All right, no comments up. And the first hit on Michael White. It's pretty brutal. Here we go. Big Ed Oliver, one of the interior defensive tackles for Buffalo, hits him and then comes off his body. It was not a body weight situation. It was just the impact of that blast. Clean hit by Oliver, but immediately Mike White grabs for his chest. As you hear, immediately grabs for his chest. The damage was done before Milano got there. Mike White had to go out right then immediately. Joe Flacco came in. They ended up punting the ball. The first three quarters of the first half were punts. It was like 10 punts in a row between these two teams. It might have been 11. It was a lot. And then the Bills scored a touchdown at the end of the first half. to take the lead. We went into halftime, 7-10. Uh, to 10, I believe it was. I don't, I don't care. Or seven, seven to zero. Excuse me, seven to zero. See, I have the thing here. Yep, seven to zero at half. Then they scored ten in the third quarter. We scored seven. It was we were at fourteen. Then we got a safety. There it is. Or they got a safety because they blocked the punt. That's how they got to twelve. So they had a field goal, a touchdown, and a safety. We had two touchdowns, two field goals, and the the field goal from both teams in the end was garbage time. Basically it was just the bills trying to secure the lead. And then the jets trying to get, get up on us. But Ed Oliver with that hit, he came out clean. Ed Oliver has been wrecking shop for this whole season. He hasn't had the big flashy numbers. Like, like everybody else where he's got like, you know, Quinn Williams got like 11 sacks, but Ed Oliver has been going in there and interrupting offensive game plans all year. He's been disrupting quarterbacks, rushing lanes, passing lanes, Ed Oliver is an animal. He is coming to his own, and I'm loving it. He's going to get paid. Um, but, you know, it'll probably be less than a Quinn and Williams gets paid because Quinn and Williams is putting up big numbers. He got hurt today, too. You know, uh, prayers up to him. Hate to see it. Uh, I hope it's just for this game. You know, if I see somebody get hurt, I hope it's just for the game. I don't, I don't hope anybody has any lasting, you know, sustained injuries. That's tough. But, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the game. Von Miller's off of the year. Got to deal with it. The Bills need to win it all this season. The Jets are coming. The Jets are coming. The Jets are coming. Right? But they still got work to do. And, you know, we're going to keep working too. So the Bills are going to get there and, and do their thing. The Jets will be in the postseason, and they may even win a playoff game. And I don't think that's too far-fetched from, from possibility. I think that the Jets have a squad that's perfectly capable of winning a playoff game especially depending on who they match up with. If they, if they go to the playoffs and they match up with Tennessee, yeah, that, that's it's definitely possible. But we'll see. They, the, the Patriots, I think, just passed them up in the playoff race. So I'll pull that up real quick, too, because 
I freaking might as well. Uh, standings. Open a new tab. Uh, so if the Patriots win this week and they play, do they, do they play this week? They have to play this week. They play the Cardinals on Monday, it looks like. Yeah, tomorrow night they play the Cardinals. All right, so if the Patriots win, they take over the Jets' spot. Patriots lose, well, you know, the Jets keep humming with their playoff spot, I believe. It also depends on tonight, too, with the uh, Dolphins and the, and the Chargers. It's another crazy game that's going to happen. And if the Chargers win, they might knock the Jets in the playoffs, too, as of now. It's a really interesting season. Very interesting season. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Standings. Conference. Or playoffs. There we go. So, as of right now, the Jets are still the seventh seed. Patriots win, they'll jump up above them. And if the Chargers win, I believe they'll jump above them too, but I'm not positive on that. In the conference, they're four, two, and three. The Jets are also two and three, so the Chargers will be three and three. So, yeah, the Chargers will technically leapfrog them too if they beat the Dolphins, which will put the Jets at nine. But, you know, stuff's got to happen first. We'll get there. But that wasn't the only stuff that happened to Mike White. You know, Mike White. Had to deal with the next hit that put him out of the game again. Just got the wind knocked out of him. This is a shot. Milano, one of the great blitzing linebackers, and wow, perfect form. I know that's either, I don't even want to speculate, but let's just say that's happened. Oh no. Well, he hits him right in the lower ribcage area. Well, I mean, there's also a chance of broken ribs there as well. And Dude, if you watch that, that last replay, that last angle they hit on him, Mike White got hit. And if you remove Milano from the frame, he got hit like he was getting hit in anime. Like someone punched him in the gut. He was, ooh, like some Dragon Ball stuff. It was nuts. That that hit from Milano was devastating, right? But uh, the damage was really done by Ed Oliver. And, I mean, it definitely made for a much more impactful hit by Milano. Um, I think that if he wasn't hurt prior to that, he might have still gotten hurt by Milano. But he was already hurt. You could tell by the way he was moving around. He was still throwing with, you know, some accuracy and precision. Uh, but you could tell that he was laboring. And then after that, when he went back out, Flacco had to come in again. Then all of a sudden, Mike White's trotting back out. And everybody's like, whoa. And the announcer's like, he's got a helmet on. And I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, Mike White is uh, he's fighting for his job. He's fighting to, to be a starting NFL quarterback. And Mike White is not playing any games. Uh, but neither was the Bills' defense when they put him down so many times. Like, it's just he's just out there to, to win. He does not give a damn if he gets hurt, which reminds me a lot of Josh Allen. And apparently they're friends, and, uh, you know, they've trained before together. So big ups to Mike White, you know. Um, big ups to you, man. But we got the last hit on Mike White that was really uh, kind of the last one he took. It wasn't as bad. But it was a sack, um, and I'm sure we still like watching these, so here we go. Couldn't go, say enough about his head coach and his defensive coordinator, Dennis Thomas, who's, uh, as you see him get to him, there's one. His defense does it. Shaq Lawson. How valuable has Shaq Lawson been this year? We brought him back on, like, a veteran minimum contract, and Shaq Lawson has been out there to say, I want to be back and stay back. 
he is happy to be home. I am so happy for Shaq Lawson. I'm so happy we brought him back. With Von Miller out for the rest of the year, who would you rather have? Would you rather have somebody else you don't know if they know the scheme, if they, if they can fit or wreak havoc in one way or another? At least Shaq can definitely wreak havoc in the run game and on occasion get you a sack. Shaq Lawson has been valuable this season. I'm going to check his total stats this year because I freaking might as well. Shaq, where you at, baby? Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson. Come on, Internet. He's got one and a half sacks in a year, okay? So it's not a lot. 11 solo tackles. But when he's in, he is in the zone. He's in the zone. Love me some Shaq Lawson being back. See, uh, said, I hate Sauce. However, if he was on the Bills, he'd be my favorite player. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. Go Bills. Hey, I'm mad at you. You know, you got to have your, your your wits about you with those types of things. It is what it is. So the Jets are 7-6. and six. Are they even going to make the playoffs? They could. They could. If they went out, they're probably in. Let's see. Um, Mike White equals Victor Drago from Creed 2. Oh, the son of Ivan. Hell yeah. Okay. Big, big, big strong man. If anything, he might be more like Adonis Creed taking the beating and coming back time after time. He's like, Rocky, you're a bum rock. But, you know, win some, lose some. Man's got heart. So Mike White went into the locker room to get healthy enough to go out and play more. Yeah, that's nuts. Is you're preaching the gospel tonight. Hey, man. When, when your defense goes out there and handles business because you know that your offense is playing against a, a premier defense, that's what this game is about. That's what that's what football is about, right? If you know that you're going into a game, like they came into this game knowing the Bills' offense and defense are stout, right? But they knew their defense would be able to stifle our offense to an extent. Our defense had to step the hell up. And after putting Mike White in there and looking better than uh, Zach Wilson all these weeks, Zach Wilson's gone out there. He stunk to join up against us. They still won the game. He just kept it, you know, interesting. This time, the defense wasn't having it. We didn't have Poyer that game either. And every time we've had Poyer in, we've won. All right, so 10 and 0 Poe. Got to take it for what it is. And Poyer had a, had a kind of quiet game, but he had a good game. He had, he had some good tackles. He was in there in support, uh, helping Dane Jackson. He, he helped a lot on the sidelines. He didn't really have a chance for a pick. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, strip sack, or not strip sack, uh, you know, forced fumble. Milano picks it up. Like Milano's everywhere. He might be, you know, he he could potentially be in the running for defensive player of the year, but I don't know if he's going to be up there with the guys like, uh, like Matthew Judon, who's got 13 sacks. Guys like uh, the Cowboys, number 11, what the heck's his name? Parsons, he's, those guys are really going to be the guys that are up there for it. But, man, what what a difference it's made. Tyler Bass kicked a 49-yard field goal in that muck. 49-yard field goal in that kind of weather is ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, that that field goal, I, I couldn't see the ball when he kicked it. I was looking at my screen. I was like, where is it? Where I can't tell if he missed it or made it. They put your hands up, and I was like, thank God. But the, the Bills, 
The Bills are storming the castle now, right? I've, I've said it before. Went up, took a dip, going back up. I'm fine with it. If that's how if that's how this team goes every year, then that's just how this team goes every year. And you have to accept that. That's how this team is going to have. They're going to have a low in the middle of the year. You know, we lost our three games, eight points total, blah, 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 blah. No one cares. They're L's, right? But all the context within that matters. All of that matters. This is a team that hurt our quarterback. Today they hit him, you know, quite a few times. But, you know, Josh is steadfast. He's not He's not here to play games with people. He's not here to, you know, fool around and, and give people free shots at him. If you're going to get a shot at him, he's going to be doing something positive usually. Um, but there were a couple of plays where he got hit. Let's go over some stats. Mike White, 27 of 44, 268. No touchdowns, no interceptions. I went over this a little earlier. Sacked three times for 30 yards. Rating of 76, 78.6. Right? And that's a QBR, ESPN's rating as far as I know. Josh Allen was 16-27, to 59% completion percentage for 147. Again, he had a hard time uh, having his guys catch the balls early. Later on down the stretch, they did much better. 5.4 yards per uh, reception, one touchdown, zero interceptions, zero fumbles. Three times sacked, 17 yards, 86.5 QBR. That's what I'm talking about right there. Josh Allen was efficient and effective this game. The touchdown pass to Dawson Knox was a thing of beauty. It was absolutely gorgeous. Let me see if I can't pull that up real quick. Let me see. That looks like crap. Okay. I got it. Let me see. Pull it up to the tunnel window. Screw it. So share it with you guys. Share screen. Come tab. Share. And we're going to go full screen with it. Now the snap. Allen looks, looks, fires it downfield. Caught by Diggs at the air by Dawson Knox at the eight. Dives into the end zone. He is in. How crazy is that? Touchdown, Buffalo. Dawson Knox was wide open. And he sailed over a defender to get into the end zone. How crazy is that? He does a front flip into the end zone, and the ball crosses the planes before his shoulders touch the ground. It reminds me of that play last year, uh, number 68 for the Miami Dolphins, picked up a fumble, scooped it, and scored, or he caught the ball. I think it was a – it bounced off of somebody, and he's an illegal, illegal receiver, right? He catches the ball. He runs up to the goal line. He gets flipped upside down, lands on his head and his shoulder with the ball, scores a touchdown, but it's called back because it's a penalty because he's not allowed to catch the ball. He's not allowed to receive passes. It was like that, but it was legal. Like the, the way Dawson went in there and fought for that. That's what we've been waiting for from Dawson Knox all year. There's another one where Dawson dropped the ball, but the ball was behind him and the, and the corner was right there. Uh, John Brown, we had a John Brown sighting. Hey, man, if he catches that ball on Sauce, we win by way more than what we, what we won by. This game gets out of hand early, but Sauce, you know, <laughs> Sauce is doing his thing, man. 
Sauce is doing his thing. Mr. Gardner is uh he's earning that nickname, and I still don't know if he's allowed a touchdown this year, which is crazy because he's a rookie. So when is he gonna allow a touchdown? If he's gonna be a rookie, but he's gonna keep getting better, when is he letting up? When is that kid letting up? I have no idea. I have no freaking clue when Sauce Gardner is gonna let up and finally give up a touchdown. But he was all over the place. Back to some stats here. Rushing. Josh led us in rushing today. 10 carries for 47 yards, 4.7 a carry, one touchdown. Long of 16. Devin Singletary, eight carries for 39 yards, 4.9 per carry. So he averaged more per carry than Josh. Isaiah McKenzie, one for seven yards. James Cook, four for six yards. He didn't have that great a day rushing, but you know, he's more of an outside-the-box kind of guy, especially when you have your, your big, fat bastards like Quentin Williams in there. Naeem Himes, one for three yards. We had 102 yards rushing, which is more than I thought we would have. The Jets, uh, Bam Knight, 17 carries, 71 yards, 4.2 per carry. Michael Carter, five uh, carries for five yards, one per carry, and a fumble. No TDs except for uh, Bam Knights. He had a touchdown. Receiving Garrett Wilson, he had a good day. Seven targets, six receptions, 78 yards, 13 yards average. He had a long for uh, 16 yards, so his, his long was right around where his average was. Uh, Elijah Moore, six catches, 60 yards off of 10 targets. Average 10 yards per carry. His long was 24. Uh, Des, uh, Denzel Mims, three catches, 35 yards, 11.7 per. His, lo his long was uh, 14. He did three carries on five targets. Uh, Tyler Conklin, eight targets, five catches, 28 yards, so 5.6 per carry. Uh, none of them had any touchdowns because they didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, we can go down the list if we want to, but nah. The other ones are kind of inconsequential. Michael Carter, three for 15, five yards per. Uh, fumbles. Joe Flacco had a fumble, lost it. Michael Carter had a fumble, lost it. The only turnovers in this game were committed by the Jets. And then we had our uh, our safety, you know, on the punt, which the punter didn't have a lot of room. And he does take a little bit of time in his windup, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, then Mike White had a, had a fumble, but it was recovered by the Jets. So that's cool. That was recovered by CJ Uzama. And then the fumbles that we recovered were by Daquan Jones and Matt Milano. The, the day was beautiful. Sauce is doing his thing for and probably for 15 years. I don't know, man. He's a corner. Um, I don't know how old Sauce is. Let me go ahead and see how old uh, Mr. Gardner is. We'll get that. We'll get that. We'll get a defense. Uh, New York Jets defense, C.J. Mosley, nine tackles, seven of them solo, uh, one pass defended. Quincy Williams, uh, six uh, total tackles, six of them solo. Uh, D.J. Reed, five tackles, uh, four of them solo. Sauce Gardner, four tackles, four solo, and one pass defended. That's the one on John Brown. And, yeah. How old is Sauce Gardner? They actually have him down as Sauce and not Ahmad in here, which is funny. Sauce Gardner. He is 22 years old. So, yeah, he. I'd say a minimum of 10 years he's going to be in the NFL kicking ass. 10 years from now, he'll start to slow down. But, you know, we'll see. What's the what's up with the Kair Elam situation? Honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with Kair Elam. I think the Kair Elam. Personally, I don't think he was really a scheme fit when we drafted him. I've been saying that for a while, but I've kind of let up on it because it's not really that important. 
He's been playing okay within this game. He had a couple of interceptions. But you've got some veterans now. you got Trey White back and you got Dane Jackson back. So Kyrie Elam is going to have to earn his way, just like everybody else. That's just how McDermott does it. With uh, Matt Milano, he made him wait till like week 10 that year to unass Ramon Humber from his job when clearly Milano was better. But he wanted to make him earn his spot. So that way he appreciates it more. And that way he knows that he had to put in work to get to where he was. He didn't just give you this job. Same thing with James Cook. James Cook didn't start really seeing a lot of carries until week 10, week 11. And that's when they started putting him back in there. And they gave him a chance early to fumble the ball. Now he's seeing significant amount of carries and receptions. You're seeing the same thing with uh, Khalil Shakir. He's seeing, he's seeing some, some snaps here and there, but they're sporadic. Right? He's getting a few opportunities. Last week had a nice slant he caught. This week he had another one where he, he should have probably caught the ball but it was pass interference, and it looked like he might have even drew the pass interference on purpose. It looked like you know he was running a route to run back out, but as soon as the corner got to him, he threw his hands up like, yo, what the hell? And he got the, he got the penalty, sacrificing his own statistical gain for the team. Kalusha here, to me, has some promise. I think that that's, I think that's what's going on because he's a natural at this. He doesn't, he doesn't need a lot, you know, a lot of uh, learning when it comes to what to do on the field. I think he has some learning to do tricks of the trade-wise. And how to respond to certain actions, but dude, Kyrie Elam, he got an opportunity early, and I think the scheme is still a little bit foreign to him. I think he has plenty of talent, and I think that with time and training, he will get up to speed with this scheme. I mean, they, people have been talking about Christian Benford moving to safety. You never know; you might see Kyrie Elam move to safety if he's that instinctive and and that you know able to read a box and, you know, make tackles or, or, you know, go deep and have makeup speed like a uh, Micah Hyde last year in the playoffs against the Patriots. I think that the Bills have a lot of guys in the right places. They just have to really see how they're going to use them. But I think that, yeah, Rhodes was a scratch today. I don't know if he was healthy or not, but they, they scratched Rhodes today. Elam was active, but Elam didn't see the field. Um, I don't know why they scratched Rhodes. It makes no sense to me. I think that Rhodes played well last week. He didn't get toasted. But, you know, when you face an opponent like the Jets, they may have focused on another position group rather than uh, corner. They might have been focusing more on the safeties or the linebackers. Maybe they thought the Jets would try and run the ball. And that's, that's probably how the best way to beat us is, is by running the ball. And so they probably were like, all right, we'll, we'll drop down on the corners. We'll keep Dane. Uh, we'll keep Elam available, Taron Johnson, uh, Trey. And, you know, Saran Neal's active if we need to. Uh, I don't think that Saran Neal would have been able to cover Sauce Gardner, or not Sauce Gardner, a, uh, a Garrett if we needed him to. Garrett Wilson, you know, probably would have ate his lunch. No, Garrett Wilson definitely would have ate his lunch. But that's not the point. You know, the team went out there and they scored exactly what they had to do. And I think that they, the way they game planned it is also another reason why you didn't see either one of those two guys in the game and one of them a healthy scratch. A win is a win. Fourth straight win or first straight 10-win season. Go Bills. Yes, sir. You are damn right. And most likely this locks up a playoff spot for us. I'm not saying it does because we could still miss the playoffs mathematically, but this pretty much basically guarantees us a playoff spot minimal. So I'd say we are at least going forward if we lost the rest of our games, minimal seven seed. I don't want to be the seven seed, but I think that's the minimal to where we can fall. We can lose a max of seven games total. 
We got four more games next week. We smash the Dolphins. Right. Then we see the Bears. We should smash them too. Then the Bengals and then the Patsies. And the only one that gives me any pause is the Bengals. All those other ones, they should be a breeze. Again, I've said it before. I, I repeat myself quite a bit. I can overlook these teams if I want to. The Bills themselves can't. What I sit here and think doesn't matter. Right? The way I feel doesn't matter when it comes to Sundays. All I know is that I make my predictions and I make my videos. And I try to, you know, get your feedback and, and understand how you're feeling so that we can kind of get on the same page as Bills fans. It has been a wonderful day, though. But everybody, the game's over. The Finns game's coming up soon. I hope that they get smashed by the Chargers. I'm not ready to go yet. I'm just, you know, like, the Finns game's coming up soon. I hope they get smashed. I hope the Chargers beat the brakes off the Dolphins. Tuna turned the ball over his back as of last week. We'll see if he sticks around. But this is right around the time of the season where the Dolphins tend to fall off that cliff. And if they lose this game, you better believe that teams are going to be looking to knock them off. The Patriots are going to be looking to knock them off. The Jets, who already beat them 40-17, to without Tua. So that defense is still nasty, and the Niners already showed what to do. The Jets are, gonna, the Jets are probably going to beat the Dolphins in my book, and I think the Patriots might too. Devin McCourty is still playing lights out at his age. And they're making you know good moves of that defense. The the Patriots better than we think they are, you know, but they still suck compared to us. And the revenge tour continues because we have now a little mini revenge tour within the season, right? Jets beat us this season. We go and take our revenge. The Dolphins beat us this season. We go and take our revenge. Last year, the Titans beat us. We took our revenge this year. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl that we should have been going to, and they lost. We should have been going there. We should have won that. Revenge game. I know we didn't lose to them, but you you, you, you got the victory that we should have had is what it is. And then the Bears, and there's no revenge there. And then the Patriots, it's always revenge season on the Patriots. It's just lovely to beat up on them just like they did to us for 20-plus years. Yep, they can kiss the bottom of these boots as they get stomped into the ground while the Bills score touchdowns and they get their little music field goals and their garbage time, whatever. Uh, Whack Jones can kiss it, but the, the division is, is far from decided when it comes to the teams in second, third, and fourth. Like, any of those teams can finish second, third, or fourth. I mean, we can finish second. Probably not third or fourth, but definitely second, but I doubt it. But uh, to me, the other, other three teams are fighting for – Second, third, and fourth, and I think that I think that the the Dolphins have the best chance to do it. But I think that the Jets are going to give them a real hard time, and so are the Pats and the Chargers tonight aren't going to be no, any joke. The char the Chargers can beat them tonight and start this ball rolling downhill fast. This is how it goes. All right, we got Thomas Yule, great win, Bills. Damn right. Thank you very much, sir. If, if you're a Bills fan, go Bills. If you're not, thank you. Izzy question. I have an answer. We continue to give up multiple third and long plays, which results in losses. Third and long to Waddle, third and long to Jefferson, and third and long to the Jets running backs. All three losses. Concerns. Uh, those losses were a while ago. Uh, they they were definitely concerns. But I don't I don't see the Bills doing that so much anymore. They, they did give a couple of third downs up today, but you know, that's fine as long as you don't allow them to score. 
Um, but you look at those games. We lost those games. We lost by two and three and three, and that was it. We should have won all three of those games. Honestly, we should be unbeaten right now, but we're not. And that's just the way football bounces. But the the freaking the losses that we had, yeah, there was more than just those mistakes too. We 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 didn't win the turnover battle in those games. You know, we we went in there and played sloppy ball. The 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 Vikings game, we had them. It was fourth down in what eighteen. And they converted it because Cam Lewis got greedy and instead of trying to intercept the ball or instead of trying to swap the ball and get us the ball back so we could just kick a field goal or score a touchdown, it cost us a possession there. That's that's a touchdown their way swing because I believe they capped off that drive with a touchdown. If he knocks that ball out, that's seven off the board for them, and that's at least three in the board for us a 10-point swing. If we score a touchdown, it's a 14-point swing. The, the, the way this goes – isn't just on on the third downs, but it's also on the freaking ways that they're they're failing. Like, why did you think to do that instead of doing the right thing? And you know, sometimes the right thing is not always the easy thing. Sometimes it's the hard thing. So that's what's going on too. Like sometimes you, it's hard, it's hard making that right decision. Said so my Lions won today. Also, yes, they did. Lions, look, the Lions are on their way up. The Lions are on their way up. The, the thing that the Browns were supposed to be doing, the Lions are actually doing. And I'm interested to see if they hold on to Jared Goff or if they try and find another quarterback. But I like Jared Goff. I think he's doing fine. You know, and he's healthier than Matt Stafford. So you guys got a young quarterback who can still be developed. And he's still he's still growing and he he's putting up numbers. So yeah, enjoy that. I'm not mad at the Lions at all. See, they're looking good. Yes, they are. And it's my Valentine comes back. Lions are better than their record. Congrats on the win. Yeah, and they're back in the playoff hunt. The Lions are back in the playoff hunt. They're not in the playoffs per se. But if you go to the NFC side of the ball, they are the ninth seed. Right behind the New York Giants who lost today. And are no longer in the playoffs. The, the Lions could win out and take a playoff spot. But, you know, they're going to need some help. You know, maybe the Commanders lose one or two or lose two. The Lions went out, the, the Giants and or the Commanders lose two more. Lions are in. The Seahawks could also stumble. Now they're 7-5. They're and five. Uh, The freaking Cowboys, they could stumble. Nah, they're, they're not stumbling. <laughs> they got 10 wins already there in the playoffs. That's about, that's about a wrap for that. They, the Lions can't overtake the Cowboys uh, from what I'm seeing here. Unless they tied. If the, if the Cowboys lost all the rest of their games – tied with the Lions and the Lions had a better conference record, then maybe they could jump over them in the wild card ranking. But yeah, that's about it for that. But the Lions, the Lions have hope. Don't sleep on the Lions. Don't sleep on the Lions because you get bit. Let's see. Uh, San Francisco looks great. I wish we picked up McCaffrey. You know, that's a tough one because McCaffrey looks good bouncing to the outside. But not as good up the middle. He is very good receiving. Well, I don't know if we'd be able to utilize his whole tool belt here in Buffalo with this offensive line and the scheme. I think that I think that James Cook is the right pickup for us. Plus, McCaffrey's expensive. Like he's very expensive. Like we would have had to make some serious some serious money moves in order to acquire Christian McCaffrey. Like the, they would have had to agree to eat half his contract. A bit of mess. But, yeah, I, I like what he's doing out there in San Francisco. I think that that's the perfect place for him, actually, in San Francisco, because 
They run the ball. They throw to running backs. They take what defenses give them. They scheme around that stuff. That's the Kyle Shanahan way. And it's working out there. I, I think that Chris McCaffrey landed where he needed to land. Uh, I, I would have loved to have seen him in Buffalo. Like, if we got him, I wouldn't have been mad. But I'd have been like, all right, so we spent all this money on him. What are we really getting back in return? And I don't think that we would have got back what we wanted in return for what we would have to give up for him. Like, Dawson Knox got his big contract this year, and there are Bills fans complaining about Dawson Knox's uh, you know, targets and receptions. I'm not complaining about it because I know what Dawson Knox has been through this year. His brother passed away, and I know that he's going through a lot of pain in the heart. And, you know, he's still pushing through it and dealing with it. You lose a brother, you're not going to be okay for a while. I've said this before. I'm beating a dead horse. But people are complaining about that. And, you know, that's something that can be explained and, and really understood, you know, if you're just a human being dealing with another human being. But sometimes people just can't handle the whole treat people like people. It's not a it's not a it's not a thing that works for everybody. You know, some people that's foreign concept. Maybe you weren't raised in a tight family. Maybe you were. Maybe your family was too tight, and you were just like, "I need space." Maybe there's a lot of factors in you know whoever the person is is complaining that's you know dealing with it. You know, because you're not the one spending the money. The bills are. Granted, it's our team, and we want our team to be in a good financial position. It's not the point. Like he's going out there and he's giving his best effort. And Dawson Knox has had a solid season. Uh, has he had a season that matches that contract? I. We can't say that, but when we needed him to make a play, Dawson Knox has made a play most of the time. I mean, today he led us in receiving and receiving yards, so and touchdowns against a very, very good Jets defense. And he went out there and he, he laid his body on the line for this team. 33 uh, receptions, 30, 330 yards, two touchdowns on the year, average 9.9 per, per catch. You know, Dawson Knox is a guy, you know, who I think that he deserves a little bit more respect when it comes to how we treat him that we made the end of today's game more difficult than it should have been. Dorsey needs to figure out how to get the first downs. I don't think it's on Dorsey, man. There were plenty of plays that were called that were fine. There were a couple of stinkers out there, you know, like I don't, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of running on second down after no gain instead of just running on first down and seeing what you can do. Um, but <clears throat> There were plays where, where guys just dropped passes or Josh didn't put the ball in the perfect spot because, you know, the ball's wet or he couldn't get his body to the right angle or whatever it was. Like when he hit Dawson for the for the first down and, you know, it fell out of his hands when the defender kind of dropped his elbow. Nothing nothing Dorsey can do about that. That's the execution. If Josh floats that ball a little further over the top, Dawson can run under it, catch it, and probably run it for another 10, 15 yards. But he didn't do that. Josh, you know, tried to hit him in stride. And the defender just happened to be there and was able to, you know, get his arm down and smack that ball out. And that's just, you know, good football by the defender. And, you know, Josh, you know, in a way trying to be a hero. But if he had just stayed calm in that moment, he might have been able to realize that he could just put that ball over the top. And Dawson had the defender beat. All he had to do was just, you know, be able to run around and wheel that route out, wheel that route off. And he probably would have got a reception for a lot longer. I, and I, but I do agree with you. We made the, the, the end of today's game more difficult than it sh should have been because the game was well in hand. It was well in hand. But you know what? With the conditions, with the, you know, the players that we have and that we have missing and all the factors in the fact that the Jets defense is really good, I can't expect too much from the Bills. You know, I, I can only expect them to go out there and do their best, you know, and that's 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 what I'm at as a fan, you know. Like if they go out there and they work their ass off, and I see that they're not quitting, 
you know, I'm gonna be proud of the team. That's that's the, look, I'm I'm just right here, just like you. And you are like me. And we agree on this point, but I don't think that's all on Dorsey. I, I think that I think it maybe today was mostly on the on the players. And they need to execute better. Especially the the uh the offensive line. The offensive line needs to get their shit together. Roger Saffold has been a turd. Um I thought he I thought we were getting a, a premier run blocker, and it's it's been a mess. So there's that. Rick Bates went out with an injury. I don't know if he came back or not, but uh, I know he he had to step off the field for a minute. Deion Dawkins, you know, had a had an up and down game with the penalties, but then pancaking people in the backfield for rush lanes to be opened. Uh, I didn't hear our right tackles' names at all in Questenberry or Spencer Brown, so can't say anything there. Mitch Morse, no one mentioned his name, so I got nothing to say about him. But our our tackle and our left guard, left tackle, left guard, which is supposed to be the strong part of our offensive line, they 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 had some struggles today, and it was not it was not something that they couldn't overcome, but they just they didn't until later in the game. But by that time, Josh is already forcing stuff, like the touchdown to Knox. That was kind of forced. It was a great play call by Dorsey, but like Josh put the ball in a place where Knox had to catch it and then had to run through people to get to the end zone. He did, thank God, but. Man, I mean, what if what if Knox got hurt on that play? There were there were some instances where there's people weren't doing their jobs or executing what they had to do, and Josh had to go out there and just do craziness, like that bicycle kick he had to do. It, it was it was a crazy game, and I, and I enjoyed watching it. And when you have, as my man Jim Graham, I just saw a comment pop up. Here we go. We as fans got to realize the Jets are a top five defense. They are. They're a top five defense. We're a top five offense. They're a top five defense. When you have a clash like that, you're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Well, they usually only allow teams to score 10 points. Well, we usually score 30. We met in the middle today. They, they allow 20 to us. The Bills are going to get theirs, and, you know, the Jets know it, and we knew that they were going to get theirs to an extent, but, you know, our defense just did better than them. We game planned better than them. Our defense played harder than them. Our, our defensive line made more plays than them. Our linebackers made more plays than them. Our secondary, you know, was able to – stop the bleeding on the back end. You know, their their secondary played well. Played well. Sauce Gardner played well. Reed played well. Uh, number 30, what's his name? I'm not looking at it. I'll keep calling him number 30. I have, I have him here. Where is he? Not Joyner, not Whitehead. Alexander. Michael Carter II. I believe it was. My phone ringing. Nope, not ringing. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Michael Carter the third or the second, number thirty. He was the guy they had to pick on. He was the guy they had to pick on. So good. You know, you found you found the weakness and you chipped away at it. Josh didn't have to put up you know 150 yards this game like Zach Wilson did the first time. Uh, yeah, I got people telling me, well, Josh only put up this many yards. I was like, well, what did Zach Wilson do the first time against a top five defense? Same thing? Okay. And it's not like I want to compare Josh to Zach Wilson, but it's like that, that's a beast of a defense. That's a beast of a defense. And Josh was still right at 60% completion percentage. So with all the drops and all the thing that went down, you can blame Josh or you can blame the receiver. It doesn't matter. The receptions weren't made. But we still won the game. Still won the game. Guys, the Dolphins are playing 
Chargers in the next 30 minutes or so. 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. So we'll see what goes on there. Maybe I'll do a little commentary on that, you know, on uh, Facebook or YouTube. I don't know. Probably not today. I've been thinking about doing some of the live game stuff. But because last week when I did it, it was a lot of fun, you know, watching the end of the game. Maybe I'll jump on a live or something and ask somebody from Built in Buffalo to jump on too. That'd be fun, but we'll see what goes on there. I'll, I'll run it by some people, see what they think. But, guys, it has been a pleasure to be here and discuss this with you guys and go over our game and all the aspects that were and could have been and should have been. But the Bills got the win, and that's really what matters in the end of the story, right? Bills, end of story, win the game. We didn't get any injuries today. See, uh, Bart Up Church, I sure would love to see a show with you and A. Rich. Y'all are football, Bills encyclopedias. So fun, accurate, go Bills. A. Rich is my guy, but his schedule is crazy. Like, my schedule used to be that crazy because I had little kids, but I also had my kids young. I'm 38. My kids are 15, 16, 20, and 20. So, like, for me, it's it's, it's easier. I can just, you know, be like, hey, all right, after work, you know, if no one's doing anything, let's go ahead and jump on a show. I'll jump on and interrupt somebody else's show once in a while. Just, hey, what's up, guys? This is what I thought about that, and then pop off, or I'll stay on with them if they want. It's up to them. But, yeah, uh, I have a lot more free time than A. Rich because he's got little kids. But I would love to do another show with A. Rich sometime sooner rather than later. And then Jim Graham, great win and great show. Go Bills. Go Bills. Everybody, it has been my pleasure, and I'm going to do this crap again just because we got the dub. If we get the dub, I'm doing it, all right? Don't hate, elevate. Where is it? I'm not going to sing this time. Let's turn up the volume. And here we go. Hey, 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 hey,